When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Donna and Steve show on my talk. 1071 everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We've got Dawn McLean with us as well. Hello. D-Mac Hello. in the building. Big day for you yesterday, huh, Steve? I didn't watch Twin Cities Live, but a lot of people have been reaching out. What did I miss? <laughs> uh, yesterday <laughs> on uh, Twin Cities Live, we started the show awkwardly as you have to whenever you make a, a big announcement. Uh, but by announcing that I'm going to be leaving Twin Cities Live later this fall, and I should tell you, listeners, immediately that I'm going to be staying with My Talk 1071 and happy to, uh, to continue on the Donna and Steve show. Moving forward, who would have thunk it, Donna? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? I just mean, when I, you thought I was a part-time passerby. Are you sweating? I just blow-dried my hair, and I oh. cannot stop sweating. Okay, I have to open I the bathroom you were nervous. door. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. This is now like my third time making the announcement. I'll tell you when I was nervous. On, um, And I'll get into like you know some of the logistics and sort of you know what this is all going to look like and blah, blah, blah. But two nights ago, when I had to tell the Twin Cities Live team... Um, I was nervous there. That that was the most nervous that I felt. Was just like when you have to share it with the people that you work with every day. That you're you're you know you commit to making this thing sure. every day, an hour and a half of TV, and and I've been there for seven years, and so um, that was that was difficult. I felt nervous, you know. And you when you know a meeting is starting with, well, we were going to talk about this, but we actually have shifted. Uh, Steve has some news, and then instantly when they say that, you know, everyone in the room says oh he's quitting you know mm. you just sort of get that sense so that was difficult just on a personal level so what was going through your head at that moment did you were you feeling like oh man i don't i don't want to feel like i'm disappointing anybody but you know i don't want them to be mad at me no it wasn't that um well, that's you know good. you can't really control people's reactions right. and everybody feels all sorts of different ways when when anybody that you work with for a long period of time leaves um i just i it was sort of just unexplained emotion i think that i felt okay. you know because that's been sure. a very um th- that's been such a wonderful job for me twin cities live which has set me up for such great success yes um here in the twin cities unlike even this on, show by the way this show <laughs> has frankly and i've had lawyers in. look at it it's detracted <laughs> from it oh you know but you know it's really set me up for some uh, wonderful opportunities and listen between you and me i could have been stuck in news and we know that stevie boy is not meant to be in the newsroom but i worked there for seven months when i got here and was happy to have that position but what opened up at twin cities live there is no better job on television in the twin cities to quickly as an out-of-towner 
get established in a market and have people feel like they get to know you on a personal level. There's yeah. no better yeah. job in the Twin Cities for that to happen. And so it was really meaningful in that way because I felt really accepted. Um, and by extension, the Twin City sort of viewing community wrapped their arms around my family as well. And it made a move across country um, really just so much easier than it otherwise could have been. Um, so anyway, the, the the reasoning, and I have a full thing that you can go look at um, on my Instagram at KSTP Steve, shameless plug. But, um, you know, I just kind of got to a point where I thought, you know, I have a little stirring inside of me that I think I need to free up some time to explore some other things. Sure. And so from a schedule standpoint, my schedule had very little flexibility. I should go to the doctor again because I, you know, like you can't even schedule a dentist appointment or a doc. I need like, I need f some flexibility here. So I'm really happy about that. I'll be home when the kids get home from school. Um, there's a real family benefit to it. And then on the, the professional side, the, with those creative stirrings, it'll just free up my schedule. Whereas if there was an outside opportunity that came up before, we're already working two jobs. So it's right. pretty tough to yeah. make sense of a third. So I think it's going to um, allow me some creative flexibility in that way. Um, oh, so basically you're staying with radio just because of the hours. You got it. Yep. No, so th this is the, <laughs> the, the second part of what I um, wanted to get to was as I contemplated everything, which was a, a variety of different ways that my um, that my next step in this future could look like. One of the really cool things about getting the opportunity when Amy Daniels gave me the chance to come over right after I started at Twin Cities Live, I got to start filling in for Jason early on, which was a you know really a great spot for me. Um, is that I was able to just like fall in love with this side of broadcasting, which is radio. And one of the real joys of doing this show is that that was Siri that hey, was Siri, my watch Siri said I know you love she was me having, she was having trouble hearing me um but is the 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 wackiness that I sort of have within me every day gets to come out all throughout this show this this whole radio station is such a creative playground throughout the duration of these three hour long shows and it's so enjoyable and there's just a different style of conversation that we're allowed to have here um, and I think that allows sort of a different sort of a connection with uh, with our listeners, which is all really special. And so in the same way that it's I'm very sad to leave Twin Cities Live because of that wonderful afternoon television connection, especially during host chat when we just get to talk about life and what's going on, um, that sad sadness is counterweighted by the happiness and the joy that I feel of being able to continue here, Aww. connecting with listeners in such a conversational, let's stop here and hang on this topic for the next eight minutes. Like that's a, that is just, there's, there are different sort of creative freedoms that you get sure. in the world of radio. Um, and so that's wonderful. And you know, Donna, when you and I uh, first met five years ago or six years ago, we didn't know each other from Adam. No. And in the same way that I've been able to enjoy a really wonderful like cocktail of chemistry on the television side with yeah. Elizabeth, um, we are just so perfectly and deeply in some ways different from one another. Right. That it makes right. it really interesting. We want to hear what the other person has to say. We want to call the other person out on having that take or not having that take. And so it makes it really enjoyable. And you know that I talked with you quite a bit throughout this process um, mm -hmm. as well as I tried to navigate everything and by the way quickly shout out to our radio managers too because i came to them and said i don't know what like the video side of my life mm -hmm. will look like moving forward 
Um, but I would like us to go on this journey together and see how long this road can last and if we can just make this uh, a marriage that goes on into the unknown as to what might be next for right. me. And they were super supportive of that, both Dan and Amy. Yeah. I'm actually getting together with them a little later today, too. They're um, great people, you know, yeah. and they understand because they first it. and foremost, they're human beings, you right. know, yeah, with families right. and careers. So everybody understands from that perspective. So we're so happy you're yeah, happy for with you. us and happy for you. And, and good luck with that uh Juiced, what is it? Squeeze? Squeeze. Thing you're going to be doing in the fall. You're going to be opening up a franchise of Squeeze, clearly. <laughs> and you tested it out on us two weeks ago. So I, good luck in Squeeze. I yeah. did Steve. mention to some people, you know, there are some, uh, there are some business opportunities I've always been curious about, <laughs> sure. some creative opportunities. And then once I started doing Squeeze, I thought, this is a good test run. I feel like I've got at least 20 paying customers who will I come know. to Excellent. my first pop up at Ridgedale Center. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, this is great. You're not leaving right away from TCL. You're going to be there through like November. Probably through. Yeah. Okay. Right up until about Thanksgiving. If all goes according to plan. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for sharing and thank, thank you, for you for staying for, with us. We thank love you, you for having me. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, got man. some dumb fun facts no, these, to share. Let's say fun, dumb facts. Fine. Fine. We're already fighting. Did you know that there was a guy? That's the magic between you and me. (laughs) It's rooted in disdain, this relationship. Pretty much. Um, Do you know that there was another guy who was supposed to be the voice of Shrek, recorded 90% of all of the dialogue, and then passed away? Do you think you know who it is? You will hear that person playing opposite Eddie Murphy, because a lot of this was recorded. That and some other uh, fun, dumb things you really don't need to know, but you'll be happy that you do. When we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Don McLean hanging with us, too. Yeah. And now Steve's got some random information to share with all of us. Man. Things that make you go through. You know, frankly, I think this would have been better casting. Obviously, fate had a different say in the matter. Mike Myers was not supposed to be the voice of Shrek. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this years ago. Yeah. There was tape that came out uh, in 2015, mm-hmm. I believe it was, from producers saying this is what the original actor who was supposed to play Shrek sounded like opposite Eddie Murphy. And that person who had already recorded 90% of the dialogue when he died was Chris Farley. Here's a little um, a little bit of Chris Farley and Eddie Murphy together doing a scene for Shrek. And a noble romantic mission to warm the cockles of your heart. Yeah. I like my cockles room temperature, thank you very much. Hey, if you're not doing this for cockle warming, why are you doing it? <laughs> Simple. Fartwad gets his princess, I get what I want. Which is? Now come on, what do you want? I don't have time to set it to music. Oh, this is another one of those onion things. No, this is one of those drop it and leave me alone things. What, what do we think? Chris Farley is Mike Myers. I mean, if I never heard Mike Myers, I, sure. I probably would have bought into this. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I want to s- and, and I think there's video, right? Like animation yep. that goes with it. It's yeah. rough sketching too, yes, yes. and it's which is cool because um, it just shows you a little behind the scenes of the animation process. But obviously, it seems like they hired Chris Farley to play this big character, Shrek, physically big, right. because you think of Chris Farley as being big. So there's a big guy inhabiting this big 
character on screen, which feels, I guess, in my mind, like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Even when you watch the animation mm-hmm. and Shrek burps and stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, this was Chris Farley. Hmm. Boy, yeah, you think I think you could have done it. think it's weird for Mike Myers at all. I'm, I'm sure no movie franchise has paid him more than Shrek. I'm sure you're right. And do you think that there's any... Like guilt yeah. or weirdness? Yeah, weirdness. Let's say feelings. weirdness. Probably not. <laughs> he probably thinks, okay, well, this unfortunate death happened. I'm going to come in and save the movie. Yeah. He, I hope. Because n- nobody wants to live with that kind of stress, guilt. Here comes another one. Okay. wonder if either of you could guess this. Okay. This is an obscure stat. One of... One out of every 14 Americans under the age of 65 either owns or used to own a copy of this album. One out of every 14 Americans under the age of 65 either owns or used to own a copy of this album. The White Album? Okay, we'll take that as your guess, Don. I won't react just yet. Michael Jackson's Thriller? Also, really good guess. You are both wrong. I'm going to oh. say Dawn is closer just because she went with a color. Classic. Oh, oh, got oh. it. Pink Floyd's the Dark Wall. Side of oh. the Moon. Oh. That, do you know, that album was on the charts for decades. If, hmm. you, if you look that up. Oh, is that right? Th- yes. I, re- I remember even in the, the 90s saying, wow, Dark Side of the Moon is still in the uh, like top 100 album charts for a maybe, long time. It's a great album. Maybe that's why that's such a broad stat, too, because like the, the age range, one out of every 14 Americans, 65 and under. So let's say 18 to 65. Um, may, is that like an album that if you're getting into rock music or exploring classic rock, you gotta it's just to a, this one. a rite of passage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so here's the stat. Although it held the number one spot in the U.S. for only one week, the album remained in the Billboard 200 albums chart for 736 non-consecutive weeks from 1973 to 1988. Wow. Wow. I actually have a weird story about this really quick. Please, please. This is strange. When I was in Switzerland... Visiting my friend, I took a cab with a guy named Finger Wally. Okay, he, you get out of that cab immediately, Dawn. Finger Wally. It was the most fun cab ride I ever had because he had a Dark Side of the Moon theme to his cab. And when he would pick you up, he was playing Dark Side of the Moon. You get in, it's black. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Flights, it's stars and oh, moons fun. all over. He had a prism you know, the cover of the mm-hmm. album on his business card. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. He would pick up people from the bar and take them home. And it was like a whole experience. There was a disco ball in there. And wow, it was like, he was ahead guy, of his time. This guy is really cool. I mean, not ahead of his time. I mean, the album I mean, had been out forever. But well, I'm just saying as far as like themed cabs. Yeah. Like <laughs> blinging out your cab, you know, I just was Lights. like, Oh my God, this is amazing. It's almost like he was trying to create that planetarium. Yeah. Experience, you know, that Pink Floyd had. Very successful cab driver, super fun and nice. Finger Wally, look him up if you're in. I'm not looking that term up. You're in Interlochen. Did you ask about his name? (laughs) No, he could. He didn't speak a lot of English. Oh, he spoke Swiss, German. Maybe it was like Figur or something like that. And maybe you just misheard it through the accent. I have his business card still. No, I don't want to see <laughs> oh it. Oh, my gosh. There's something hidden in that prism that I do not want to see. <laughs> oh. uh, how about this? Do you know the person who introduced macaroni and cheese to the United States? He brought the recipe back to the United States after a trip to Italy. Donna, ever heard of it? Oh, I think so. Who do you think this was? Oh. Guy Fieri. Guy? She goes with Guy Fieri. No, Guy Fieri. Um, it has Macaroni to be and cheese. All right, so we're going back to what the sixties, seventies, a little before then. Chef the, I think Boyardee. the 1760s. Chef Boyardee. Um, oh, okay. Benjamin Thomas Jefferson. Franklin. Oh, Thomas Jefferson. Same time period. Same time period. The 1760s, which is what Donna meant. The person who introduced macaroni and cheese to the U.S. Thomas Jefferson. Birds don't pee. Oh. They don't have urethra. Oh, they just have the, everything comes out of the same. You got it. That's why it's that consistency. Mm-mm, don't yeah, like it. Huh. That's I real. am fascinated by birds. I like to watch them fly and see what they do with their legs. You know? Yeah. What do they tuck them up immediately? They, yeah, they just hang. They, they just with them. <laughs> they just kind of hang there. Uh, really? Yeah. They just lean back. Isn't that fascinating? I thought the same thing about dogs' arms. How they cannot outstretch an arm when laying on their stomach. Isn't that weird? They can't. They're always. They're all. They're. They're loose. Bent, you know what I'm talking about? See, this is why T-Rex I decided pause. to stay with uh, radio because <laughs> this you, is where Steve. I excel. Yeah, this, this is magic. great. Yeah, all, all right, right, we'll be right now. back. Welcome back, Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Ooh, Steve, I know you just finished a um, a docuseries, but Dawn and I have to talk about something first. Oh, okay, is I'm gonna, right? yeah, I'll send an email. Okay. Just, just to, to, like, just going to peace out right now? KSTP all, yeah. All right, fine. Um, Don and I both watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last night. And, man, this Erica Jane stuff, I have so many mixed feelings. Me too, because I was so blindly on her side. I was too. And now I'm questioning, like, okay, so, spoiler alert. She shared something yesterday that happened a few days before she shared it and so now the girls or at least kyle is wondering like what because what happened was something pretty big in her life with her ex tom girardi right and her son 
and there were two accidents and she's just saying that she's under a lot of stress. I'm just, is she just trying to cover for something? Oh, that's just the question. Is it, it's like, I, oof, it's, it's hard. It's getting harder and harder to believe some of this stuff. What did you think about? Oh, go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to offer something because I did see Erica Jane news this morning and I don't know if this helps to pepper the conversation. Is okay. it the TJ Maxx thing? Is it TJ Maxx? <laughs> thing? No, what is it? What about jo- TJ Erica Maxx? Jane was spotted shopping at TJ Maxx. Stars, they're just like us. And of course the article on page 6 was all about <laughs> the fall where she used to have $40,000 a month yeah, on her couture. glam budget. Sure. And now she's looking like the rest of us. Yeah. Through that well, disorganized closet that is TJ Maxx as you just go hunting God, for I something. I do too. You walk out with a candle, rack. candle, a coffee table, and two Some sweaters. Some dog food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it's, look at these oven mitts. Right. Oh, I just bought some at TJ Maxx, as a matter of fact. Oh, see. So I just, what were you going to say, Dawn? What do you think about? Okay, so she told this story last night about how um, her ex-husband tom had just had his house broken into oh my and he confronted the intruder and then and had to go to the hospital because uh an eye injury he got from this intruder breaking in then she says that her son was over there helping him and then after he left he rolled his car six times six times and so, then Kyle said, is he okay? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. fine. He's fine. But we're like, how do you know that Tom had to, maybe from the sun, I guess? It's very getting very confusing with all the accidents. There was another accident that happened that involved, um, you Tom. know, where she is setting the stage. If this is a lie, this is the way the lie is being crafted. Hmm. She is setting the stage that Tom had a head injury for, from a car accident that he had. Mm-hmm. She first said that he just broke his ankle. In the accident, right? When asked like three years ago, now she's saying he had a terrible head injury and now has Alzheimer's, and which also is why he has done the things he's done. Yeah. Okay, but, but if you have a head injury, she also said, if you recall, Dawn, that um, she didn't want him being operated on because of his advanced age, and okay. that's weird. If you know your your husband, your partner has a, a really bad head injury and is unconscious and the doctor says, hey, we need to operate. Are you really going to say um, no? Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but you don't want to laugh at this stuff. But I do have a clip of PK, who oh, is Dorit's so husband, and Mauricio laughing and talking about the previous accident and how stupid it is. Like, hey... Don't work on my head. I'm an attorney. Work on my ankle first. Here is PK. I don't know if you know about the previous story about Tom flipping the car. I don't know if you're aware of that. So we were in the Quinta, and Erica tells us that three and a half years ago, when he had this accident, he ended up driving off of a cliff or a hill, and the car flipped, and he kind of came out of the car. He had a head injury and he broke his shoulder, snapped his ankle and then broke his clavicle. What, what did he crash into a wall or what did he drive off a cliff? They were in the ER. He needed some type of surgery on his brain. I did not allow them to do surgery on him because I was concerned because he had been unconscious. 
I think it was the brain or something no, because. It was the brain. And then she said she didn't want him to be operated on because of his age. I'm not a statistician. 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 A statistician. Okay. But what are the statistics that Tom and his stepson both flip cars? I would guess they're millions and millions and millions to one. Statistically, it's basically impossible. What you're suggesting then is that Erica's not telling the truth. No, I'm suggesting she's been in a controlling marriage for 20 years and she's still being controlled. I think so. Yeah, uh, first of all, I actually really like PK. I do because he get. it's really funny that he really gets into the like, I'm not a doctor either, but. Come hey, on. go ahead and work on my ankle first. I'm I'm not in the Olympics. I'm an attorney, but skip the head and go to the ankle. Right. Right. And they make really good points. And just when I was thinking, like, I don't think Erica knew that he was taking monies from victims or anything like that. I think, yeah. I think she thought he was a high-powered attorney who just made a lot of money. But... And I don't think she asked any questions, but I also think PK is right and that she's in this now she's controlling yeah. thing and she's like still protecting yeah. oh, him boy. and trying to hide that he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, Do you think that he jerk. told her that? Like, like he was implying she's still being controlled. Do you think that's just the residue of the relationship that is subconsciously controlling her or a conversation that's been had recently where it's like, hey, say this. Ooh, or else you I go down know, with the because ship. She's technically not talking to him because she doesn't want to be implicated more into these. But she's already been implicated. She's already involved in the lawsuit and has to pay money to the victims. So, hmm. but this was no. Once again, this was filmed last fall. Right. Sure. Right. Right. It's just very, very confusing. And Erica's like, I'm. She hates being called a liar. That's like the worst thing you could possibly call her. And everyone's questioning whether or not she's telling the truth but they're not saying it to her there's only one woman who's saying it to her and those two are not now not speaking what's her name again or uh, sutton sutton Ugh. i don't like her either you don't no well that that all might have been recorded in the fall the tj maxx was recorded yesterday yeah <laughs> and, Maybe and she wants to look like listen i really am poor now you can't get any more money out of me it's all, I think it's all oh, a you plan. Think it's an optics called the play. Papara- paparazzi. She, I mean, seriously, she did oh, that. Wow. I think it's purposely because they have said you owe $11 million. Oh, and she's like, no, I don't. I, I just got. I uh, didn't know uh, anything about it. I Look at me. You've taken sweater. everything from me. Yeah. That was a setup and for the paparazzi. Jail, you know, because I think well, she's going to go to jail. Maybe. You do? Yeah. I don't think she is. <sighs> I, I, a, I don't know. A setup? Guys, I was just starting to feel really like, now I see her. This is the first real housewife that I see eye to eye with. Me TJ too. Maxx, this is great. We all do, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. Like, you'll love it here. There's a lot of no. random fines and bargains. Look at all the values you can get. The bargains, the sales. You know, if you had to choose, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, Marshalls, they're all owned by the same company, yep. aren't they? Yes, Sierra. What's, what's, the, what's the creme de la creme of those shops? You know, which one makes you feel the most highfalutin? I think it would have to be TJ Maxx because they also have clothes. Sure. And home goods. Yeah, they have it all. And great um, toiletries, makeup, perfumes. Look at that clearance rack. Shoes. Yeah. I tell you what, though. 
the aisle, getting out, the checkout aisle at Home Goods. You get out of there without making an extra purchase, you are you have the willpower <laughs> of a mastermind because there's just so much stuff. And you're like, yeah, I guess this would help me with hard-boiled eggs. This could help a cocktail. I never thought I could open a wine bottle like that. It's all there. Yeah. And you're just sitting, waiting. Oh, yeah. You're like, genius. look, I can get a cell phone right here. Look, here's a cell phone holder. <laughs> the checkout aisle, whoever came up with that idea is right. a to make retail you weave genius. All oh, of yeah. those products. Yep. Oh, I need this unicorn mug. <laughs> <laughs> and then the candy, the candy in the aisle for oh. the kids, knowing that you're shopping with kids. And at that point, you're, you've just barely survived the shopping experience publicly with children. <laughs> and then they're like, can I have a Snickers? And you're like, yes, just cram it in your pie hole and zip it. Yeah. I just want to get out of here. Yeah. I finished Lula Rich last night, the uh, the four-part docuseries on Amazon Prime about the rise and fall of the uh, apparel line, let's call it that, Lula Row, which was insanely hot in like 2015 through 2017. Are you familiar, Dawn? I do know about this. Yeah. Okay. It's like and a then it's a multi-level marketing thing. Yes, it is. Um, so it's, you know, like think of your beauty counters, Norwex, Young Living Essential Oils. I mean, these all follow a multi-level marketing business model, which are legal. But what happens with them when they get pushback is when authorities, regulators, think that they are pushing... If they think that you're pushing um, the dream of being rich too much without us tying it to any sort of a product, and if the majority of your money comes through getting people in your downline as opposed to selling product, that's when regulators start reaching into these businesses, of which there are many, and many people who are very happy with them and they do very well, um, but that's when it starts to get a little blurry but man episode four of lula rich is when they really start to make some allegations as to the business ethics of the couple in charge of lula row and i have only seen a little bit of tammy faye baker on youtube a month or two ago when i knew this new movie's coming out and i was like i want to check All this the out makeup and i tell you what hair. these Somebody emailed me and said, the woman behind lula row reminds me of tammy faye baker i'm getting that vibe oh. it is amazing how Performy, their interviews seem, and I thought at the very beginning, before I knew what the what the documentary was really going to go into, they sat down with the documentary filmmakers at the beginning, and it starts with them saying, "We're just glad that you guys are here," and somebody like actually wants to hear our story, and then you hear them going into these sort of what feel like staged lines, mm -hmm. and I just am, I think I walked away mesmerized at some people's lack of self-awareness yeah. it is one of the most yeah. jarring things that you can encounter in a person people who lack self-awareness make me feel so uneasy and because do you think you... that the couple lacks self-awareness yes okay yeah are they southern because the, you're not buying it I, I am not it all feels staged it feels rehearsed mm -hmm. it feels pre and uh public relationsy it just feels so performancey oh, no. and not authentic or or genuine and that's how it reads and even when they said we're just glad you're here to hear the story I'm sitting there thinking how do you know if somebody comes to you to do a documentary are you really that self unaware uh, self unaware that you think they're coming to do some shine up piece on you right and then the, they just pepper them with these questions and they juxtapose these wonderful happy videos and the good things that they're saying with deposition video because they have been deposed oh, yeah. and been a part of uh, like 30 or 50 lawsuits and the 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 bouncing back and forth between those two things 
is quite fascinating. So if you ever had any LuLaRoe leggings or if you sold them at one point or maybe you still do, I, I think a lot of women in particular, that was their audience, um, that was their target market, encountered that. You might enjoy Lula Rich four-part docuseries on Amazon Prime. Where are idea. they from? Um, I'm not sure where Do they sound Southern? No. They're, they have 11 children. Maybe they're from Utah? They are. They are Mormon. Um, okay. They met like in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, yep. and so uh, okay. there, there's sort of a Mormon angle to this all as well. But okay. I'm going to watch it. Quite interesting. You convinced yeah. me. Is it? Yeah. A, are they each an hour? They're a little less than an hour. They're probably about oh, forty great. minutes. Forty. Don, I was just looking for something to watch that's under an hour. Don, <laughs> me too. I, I can't believe I got. I mean, I finished all four parts in two nights, just on that's a whim. Great. It that's was great. Yeah, because right. they wrote me into impeachment, which was mm-hmm. the last episode was an hour and a half. <laughs> you were upset about. I'm, very, I'm still mad about it. The only it. reason I didn't watch it last night because I remember you it's said like that. Like a movie. Ugh, dang. Uh, we got to go. When we come back, Don, you're gonna have to leave the studio. Orlando Bloom had an encounter with a great white shark, and I've it was it. caught on video mm-hmm. we will uh, talk about it when we come back don and steve on my talk welcome back donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment thank you for listening wait till you hear this story hey if you see something say something oh that is catchy huh time for if you see something say something with donna and steve if you see something say something come on and party tonight this gave me so much anxiety this morning i'm sure it's gone viral by now orlando bloom he likes to paddleboard yeah he sure does so i guess he was in malibu (laughs) hashtag blessed But not invincible. No. I don't know if he knew he was going into shark-infested waters or not. But there is video, I believe it's drone video, that one of his friends took that show him paddleboarding next to a great white shark. I think it's a, I think it's a, Baby shark, baby shark. It's a teen shark. Oh, it's a teen adolescent. Adolescent shark. Um, oh, they're the tricky They're very ones. hungry. Steve, mm-hmm. you gotta look. Mm-hmm. 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 Come on, internet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Describe no. what you were uh-uh. seeing. Nope. Uh-uh. This is very bad for Orlando Bloom. Very, very, very bad. There is a. Uh, there's a. Is that a baby shark? Yeah. I don't know. That feels like a big shark to me. Um, Orlando Bloom is paddle boarding. It seems intentionally past this shark, next to this shark with this overhead drone footage. Oh, no. That's scary. Because let me tell you where Orlando Bloom is. Based on the framing of this video, he's out there. You know what I mean? Like he's out. Oh, and then that shark is going right toward his buddy's paddle board. He's You're basically. Not... Seeing perusing land. a buffet before he chooses <laughs> yeah. what he's going to yeah, get. He's like, which one? Does mm. he want the fish dish or the chicken dish? Wow. The blooming onion? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't wish I knew more about sharks because <laughs> I, don't. I don't think attacks are very common. I mean, if they feel something above them in the water, does that automatically create a curiosity in the shark that they want to they assume it's food when they look up and it looks like a seal (laughs) that's not a good sign they bite it because don't wetsuits kind of look sealy 
That's my concern about a yes. wetsuit in the ocean. They get like black and shiny. Yeah, they that's bite sealish. the the paddleboard, and then they go, "That's not a yummy seal." But then what just fell off of it? Oh, a person. I like to eat people. I'll eat him now. Okay. Yeah. The the thing that's really Ooh, troubling to me is he's got nowhere to go. He's got <laughs> basically no clothes on. Right, he's got no protection. He's, he's nude just again? he. No, I mean oh. just for the most part, from the waist up. Yeah, he's he doesn't have a steel boat around him. There's nothing that can protect him, but he doesn't seem to be deterred from that area. It feels like he's paddling toward the shark. His, I mean, again, the the, the Instagram caption that Orlando Bloom put up is paddleboarding with great whites. When fear becomes your friend. And your friend captures the moment. And then the friend in the water eats you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it feels like they're in the middle of the ocean. I'm sure they're and close I to thought land. They, I thought it was shallow. I didn't know they were that far out. I just can't see any land. Like, land never comes in frame in this minute-long video. It doesn't and then matter they do this how high close they are. Footage, and it just looks like they're out there. You just hear... The water, the ocean is... So awe-inspiring and terrifying. Terrifying, yes, the, Steve. When I cruise, and I cruise, huh? when I sit out on the deck and look around, at when you're not near land and you're just surrounded 360 degrees by ocean, it is such a humbling, you feel the weight of that. Yes, like you, you're, you're like, there is a God. Yes, it is an awe-inspiring experience and it shows you your smallness in the midst of beautiful vast scary creation you're talking about being on a cruise right yes yeah i remember being at sea for two almost three days and on the third day when you first see land you literally want to yell land (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh my gosh look we're back. I thought we were going to be out here forever. Oh. Now we have to get back on. Oh, no. That is terrifying. No, but then you get back on for dinner, and there's escargot, and there's surf and turf. Oh, I love cruising. <laughs> I do. Oh, oh I want to cruise again. talking? Or I, I, don't, I don't know who loves cruising more, Bradley or me. Um, oh, really? I, I bet he's been on more. I think I've been on maybe seven cruises. He's leaving today for another one. Yeah. Uh, honk, honk. Enjoy, Bradley. That's um, awesome. Okay, I saw something else, and this is pretty cool. Because you know how sometimes we have those stories where there's a statue of someone, and it's hideous. <laughs> yes. It's, oh, it's, you're just so embarrassed for the artist and the person that they made the statue of? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, Madame Tussauds just revealed Tiffany Haddish's um, wax figure. It's amazing. It looks just like her. She even thinks so. She goes to visit it. Oh, that's good. It's so detailed and so gorgeous. Can we play this audio or is there sure. cursing? Okay. No, no cursing. Well, look at it. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> you look just like me, girl. The nap in the back matches my nap to the back. Yeah, and the dress. <laughs> It's impeccable. This is exactly the dress. She ready. <laughs> She's so cute. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. It really does. That's the first one I've been impressed with, with for a very long time. Right? I'll tell you. 
There's another one out there that is so impressive. Jimmy Kimmel just posted this on his Instagram this week. Um, years ago, a few years ago, they had a wax figure of him li- looked exactly <laughs> like him. They put it around the Jimmy Kimmel Live offices, was scaring people. They'd walk into a room, Kimmel's there. Walk into the break room, Kimmel's there. And then they would touch it. I can't believe how real it is. And then at the end of the day, the payoff was he then went dressed as the wax figure into his cousin's <laughs> office. And then when she came in, he turned and she fell to the ground. It oh, was great. Oh, so my funny. God. That one is the best I've ever seen. That Kimmel wax oh, figure. We'll have good to as it gets. look for that. Anyway, I'll link the uh, Tiffany Haddish one up. Or Steve will. Steve yes. will link it up. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye, Dawn. Bye. Bye, Dawn. See you tomorrow. Uh, we've got some music news on the way. And-